Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to Gabin with Gab, and this is our last and final episode, which is episode 10, Up in the Club, and we are going to be talking about underground house dancing as well as other dances that um, tie to this kind of theme and this um, origin. So first off, I want to talk about addressing underground house dancing. Um, so this name was given to very dance forms that evolved in New York City and Chicago clubs during the 70s. And uh, it flourished in the club atmosphere and this convivial communal vibe. But what was fun about the style was that house parties traveled internationally um, with these house DJs and their dancers. Basically, they were like superstars that traveled the world, but like in a different way, more unique way. Um, and this vibe is a communal force, a feeling rhythm that is created by the dancers and the balance of loud music, the effects of the darkness and light and physical and psychic energy. And this is a quote directly from the reading that um, was about underground house dancing saying, the vibe is an active, exhilarating feeling of nowness, and that everything is coming together. Uh, that is a good party in the making. This does have improvisational exchanges between the DJ and the dancer, the dancer and the dancer, fast moving exchanges and game structure, imaginative sonic and physical dialogues, and this is all represented through the actions of dancing. Um, so the sound is engineered so that you can't hear all of the deep bass uh, lines, but you can feel it basically in your sternum. And I feel like everyone could relate to a feeling like this, especially if you've gone to concerts. And it's almost like you can't really hear it anymore, but you can feel it throughout your body. And I'm assuming that this is a similar feeling, what they're describing. Um which is really interesting to look at it in a different perspective. And they had also mentioned that house is basically a feeling and it's not something that cannot necessarily be understood um, until you're moving to house. They also reference the beat as a means of safety and everyone moves in the synchrony uh, to avoid this disharmony and collisions and fights. But house music was created specifically for dance, which you don't necessarily see this in the dance world a lot because a lot of professional choreographers or famous pioneers of dance specifically created movement for music versus the music being created specifically for the movement. Um, so it's a different vibe. Anywho. We um, touched a bit on wafting um, and jacking and footwork and all those different kinds of little um, branches of movement, uh, which you all, like, how do I describe this? They have the sense of groove. And it's like, I described this in class, where you have this energy ball that's literally in your center and it's kind of like transferring throughout your body. At least that's what I've observed. I haven't personally felt this. I have taken a few classes in this and dabbled in this a tad bit, but I definitely cannot 
truly relate to this. Um, so we also had discussed videos, which these videos were super interesting that we had in our discussion boards. So the first one that I want to talk about is how the LGBTQ community created voguing. And just to preface this, I have taken some voguing classes and it is a very interesting and different style. Really, and it's really interesting because it's not what I thought it would be in the best way possible, though, because it's very personalized, it seems. And you feel kind of like a model while doing it. And this is specifically from my own personal experience. I felt very, like, hot. Like, I was, like, this, like, hot shot model that was very, like, I don't know, powerful. Um, but anywho, enough of my own experience. Um, Archie Burnett was one of the first people that it mentions in this video. And he was a House of Ninja co-founder and dancer. Um, but another person that we should really address is Willie Ninja, who is the godfather of voguing. Thank you very much. Um, and the name voguing came from the actual magazine Vogue. And a lot of the movement is based off of the models posing. So you see all these like very like interesting, like, I don't know, seducting, but like exciting movement. Um, and he drew this inspiration from martial arts, ballet, gymnastics, and pantomiming. And in the video, they do reference uh, Paris is Burning, which is like a documentary about it. Um, but instead, to dive back deep into this, um, basically in voguing, instead of fighting, people would throw shade. And it would be handled basically on the dance floor. So whoever moved basically the best was throwing the better shade. Um, so almost like a dance battle between people, which is a healthier way of handling your fights is through dance. Um, another thing it mentions were these houses. And um, I didn't necessarily understand this until I talked about this more in the video. Um, but these houses were supposed to represent basically a family culture um, and community where someone would be like the father, someone would be the mother, someone would be a child. Um, and it was just kind of this tight-knit community that they created through these houses. And there are so many houses that exist in New York City, but also across the country. Uh, just an example of it was um, La Beja, and that was formed in the late 70s by Crystal La Beja. Um, but yeah, like I said, there was more across the country and members of these came together to walk at these, what they called balls. And these places basically served as an outlet for all of these people. Um, yeah, they were basically having like this fun little party type, you know, meeting that was very, I don't know, inclusive and very uplifting, I would say. From the videos that I was observing, it was like, wow, like, Anyone who wants to do it can do it, and it's very inclusive. I mean, the costuming is one thing. Like, people go really out and very, you know, intense for these things. And another style that this video had mentioned was whacking. And I've also dabbled a little bit in whacking, 
in hip hop class and I really enjoy the style and it is a very difficult style I think just because it's I feel like you have to find that self-confidence within yourself to really show like this authentic version of the style um, at least that's how it felt for me during the process of it because it was a lot different than any style I've ever done but this dance movement is all about freedom, self-expression, individuality, and releasing, just releasing yourself. And a very important person that they mentioned in this video was a lady named Princess Lakaroo, and she was known as the Queen of Whacking, and I can see why after watching that video. Um, whacking is a style that originated in 1970s in the Cal... <laughs> in California, um, which was a gay club dance, essentially, created by black and Hispanic men. And this style was done to disco music, um, which I did not know that before because I feel like I've seen whacking to very, like, electronic music more so these days. And that's just an observation from my perspective personally. So knowing that it originated from disco music seems like it's evolving somewhat in a little bit of a different um direction but again things always are going to evolve with time um with anything that you do so i'd be interested to see like where it continues to evolve um from here on so basically they she had re referenced that um it is almost like a coming out of a closet for people because this is more of a gay culture style. Um, and men were inspired by movie stars. And these movie stars were like Marilyn Monroe, uh, I think Greta Garbo. Um, I'm trying to think of, I think Ginger Rogers maybe. All these very beautiful, luxurious, um, sophisticated, but powerful women in the movie industry. And I can see why, like, these women were, like, inspiring these men. Uh, this dance did almost disappear, though, due to the AIDS epidemic because many of the originators had sadly passed away from AIDS during this time. So, for two decades, no one whacked, which is really crazy to think. Um, but you see this happen with a lot of styles. It, it kind of sometimes can come in waves or it can disappear altogether or it can be revived um that's really just what happens with a lot of different dance styles is if, if no one's doing it how can it still remain alive um but then uh brian footwork air quotes are on footwork because that was his little nickname footwork green brought it back in 2003 and he did seek out tyrone proctor which was an original whacker, as well as a soul-trained dancer. And out of this, he came out of his hiatus and um, was whacking again. And this man was teaching whacking to everyone else. And I think that this was a great turnaround to see whacking come back into life um, and coming back into the scene because I think this is a very fun way to let people show their inclusivity and to show their individuality as well like showing everyone a little bit of your flavor um but i will end with this is that 
I did like this quote that one of the guys said in the video and he said, whacking is making the music visual, which I've never thought about making music visual. It's an interesting perspective to look at um, because you always think of like, oh, I'm dancing to the music. Like my body is kind of just moving along with the music. But to say it in a way of making a visual, like you're making this art, which dance is an art form. So it makes sense. Um, but to hear it put in that perspective is really interesting because everyone has their own little, I don't know, thoughts on this, on these styles in general. They have their own feelings. They have their own experiences. And it it's really great to see the individuality shine through because I think, especially in the dance world, we are often taught to be these cookie cutter people and it can get really toxic really fast. And you kind of lose your spark and your, I don't know, your little shininess throughout this whole process of like dancing. And I can definitely relate to that myself. But styles like these are what I love to see because it makes you want to embrace yourself. It makes you want to gain that self-confidence and have that positive environment to just go do your thing. And I think this is something that we should maybe incorporate maybe in the studios more often because, you know, especially for a lot of kids, introduce it to them early, you know? It's something that I think could make a positive impact, especially on kids that are younger and something that they can take with themselves as they go, you know, take and leave, take whatever you want with a grain of salt, you know? I just think it would be a positive experience to put into um, more of the dance education scene. And as well as I think it's a very interesting topic to learn about and the history behind it. And I think it could help a lot of people. Um, but if we just were to incorporate that more, which I think I would want to educate myself more on this, um, a whole new branch of dances, new to me, not new in general, but like new to me. And eventually help educate people of the, of these different styles because I think this is something that I would definitely be interested in and um, furthering, you know, the line that the, these styles run down and helping to continue the process of this, just like uh, Princess Lockeroo, you know, helping to travel around and continue to teach kids and educate them on the history of whacking because she sees it as important. And I think that it's definitely important and that I maybe in the future would want to be part of this. Um, but to end my tangent on this last podcast, I've just been reflecting a lot about this. So um, anywho, this is kind of bittersweet, but Thank you for listening to my very last podcast. Maybe not my very last because maybe I might start my own podcast of something random. I don't know. But this will conclude my last Dance History 2 podcast. Um, hopefully I will be maybe making a revival of myself in the podcast world. Um, we'll see. But yeah, and that was last episode of Gabin with Gab. And we are closing the doors. Thanks, you guys.